<laughs> I was expecting this to be the best sleepover ever. I just finished sixth grade, and after an extended campaign of begging our parents, they finally agreed to let a group of eight of us sleep over at my friend's house. Our class in school was small, and most of us, including me, were about to transfer to a much larger junior high for seventh grade. I was excited about the transition, but I was also anxious, and the thought of a giant sleepover with my friends before school started was very reassuring. We had a great start to the night. We had tons of soda, we watched an exceptionally poor 80s action movie, and my friend's parents had let us stay up late. We all piled into their basement for the night and started to settle down around 11.30. A few minutes later, our night and our friendships all changed for the worse. One of my friends whispered if we were ready to go, and a few voices responded they had supplies and were ready. A few of my friends would come up with a plan to sneak out of the house and spray paint the school we had just left. I hadn't heard about this plan until that moment, and I suspect a few other people hadn't heard about it either. I didn't know what to do. This seemed like a really bad idea, and I had that feeling in my stomach that you get when you know something is wrong, but you're just not sure how to get out of it. People started passing around cans of spray paint and arranging their sleeping bags with pillows from the couch to make it look like they were still in them. When my closest friend turned to me excited and asked if I was ready, I blurted out a lie that I had to get up early the next morning. I did have to get up early that next morning for a practice, but not that early. I quickly came up with the excuse that perhaps I should stay and guard the basement in case his parents came down while they were out. My friend said that sounded good, and everyone else gathered their things to leave. I can still remember feeling so strongly that I did not want them to go. This was a bad move, and the words were so close to coming out of my mouth, but they didn't. Why do you all think I froze in that moment? <coughs> Ned? Because um, your friend, your best friend, again, that anyone to join them in something, but it's not always going to be the best thing that they do. You want to join your friends in a thing that they're doing. Charles. You would lose social status. I'd lose social status for sure. William. Uh, you would lose your friends. I'd potentially lose my friends. Mikey. Your friends would get in a lot of trouble and you don't want them to be bad people. You don't want your friends to be bad people. You know they're going to get into a lot of trouble. Hunter. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Tucker. It was easier not to. It was easier not to. It was much easier not to. Why? I could have lost my friends. Sorry, laughter. Yeah. I didn't sleep while my friends were out. Between being scared his parents would come down and being worried about my friends, I was just too riled up. They came back a few hours later and they were a bundle of nervous excitement. I think some people were a little stunned at what they had done and were joking about it to ease the pressure and maybe the guilt that they felt. We all went to bed pretty quickly after that, but I don't think people fell asleep for quite a while. It didn't take long for people to get caught. If you're thinking of spray painting the school that you've just attended, 
have two pieces of advice for you. First, just don't do it. Second, if you do do it, don't spray paint your own name on the school that you just left. It makes the hunt for suspects pretty straightforward. Along with the school, my friends had spray painted parts of our town, and they had scratched several cars with keys. They were all caught in the next day or so. They all had to spend time in the rain cleaning the school, working to pay for damage to the cars, and I think some community service on top of that. Since I didn't leave that night, I didn't get into any official trouble. Our group of friends wasn't the same after that. We started at our new school shortly afterwards, and we slowly all drifted apart. I felt relief that I hadn't gone that night and hadn't gotten in trouble, but also a lot of guilt that I hadn't done anything to stop my friends. I hadn't helped them. I hadn't prevented this bomb from going off in our friendships and our relationships and our lives. I slowly made new friends at this new school, as did others, but I still wish today I had that night back. Every year we speak about the difference between doing what is popular versus doing what is right. The difference between giving in to our desire to be liked, our desire to please others, our desire to avoid being unpopular, and our ability to trust our inner voice, our inner sense of what is right. The difference between popularity and respect. Why do we want to be popular? William? Can you get more friends? Can you get more friends? Teddy? You want to be accepted? Great. It feels good. It feels great. Gavin? Um, you have, um, there's like up upsides to being popular. There's upsides. Maybe <laughs> privileges. Emmett? You look cooler. You look cooler. Charlie? You feel like you're a part of something. You feel like you're a part of something. Why? A little bit louder? People want to be with you. Jonathan. You want to be known. Julie. It's fun. That all sounds really great. Think for a moment of someone that you respect. Someone that you look up to. What do people who earn our respect, what do they do? Yeah. They're honest. They're honest. Isaac? The right thing. They do the right thing. Ian? They help others. They help other people. Seven? Kind to everybody. They're kind to everybody. Friendly. Friendly. Jackson? Well mannered. They're well mannered. Charles? They do the things you don't. They do the things you don't. Ned? Uh, they're a really good friend. They're a really good friend. Carter? They make oh, uh, sorry. They're easy to talk to. They're easy to talk to. Rob? They make hard choices. They make hard choices. Hatcher? They're respectful. They're respectful. Harrison? If they do get in trouble, they're responsible for their actions. If they do get in trouble, they take responsibility for their actions. Chris? They show you respect. They show you respect. Jonathan? They're hard workers. They're hard workers. Diego? Uh, you're going to say one of those other ones? Yeah. When I think back on that night, there are several things I know now that I wish I knew then. First, I was really confused about what being loyal meant. How many of you have ever felt caught between being loyal to a friend and loyalty to something that you knew felt right? 
Back then, I thought that being loyal to someone meant that I only had two choices when they did something wrong. Either go with it, or just keep to myself. Today I know that if I really care about someone, if they are truly a friend and someone that matters in my life, I have to be more than just a bystander in those moments. I have to speak up for them as much as for me. Second, I thought that all conflict is bad. I thought that if I got into a fight with my friends, that that's automatically bad. Conflict itself is not bad. Heated arguments are not in themselves bad. How we work through those conflicts is what makes it productive or unproductive. No meaningful relationship in your life will be without conflict. And the sooner you embrace dealing with it in a positive way, the healthier those relationships in your life will be. Third, I was really confused about how people lose friends. In that moment, I thought I would lose friends by saying something. By saying something uncool, by saying something too goody two-shoes, by saying something that would make them not like me. Today, it is clear to me that I lost friends by being silent. I lost friends by being silent. Fourth, I wasn't practicing these principles in the little moments, so I wasn't ready when a big one like this came along. <coughs> practicing small moments of doing what's right, even when it might not seem popular, asking a friend to tuck in their shirt, reminding people to change a few minutes before first so that our meals start on time, keeping our language as clean as a long walk shirt. These little moments are like batting practice on Hobbes. Take your batting practice here so that when you are ready, when the big game moments come, sow those acts here. That practice will pay off because having to choose between popularity and respect does not go away as you get older. This challenge is like an evergreen tree that always has its needles no matter what season of your life you're in. Pasquani is a wonderful place to practice doing the right thing. There are very few other communities I know of that celebrate and value doing the right thing, especially when it is hard, as much as we celebrate that. It is one of the most important lessons of leadership and of friendship. Some of the people we meet here become friends for our whole lives. One of the reasons I think that happens is because our friendships here have a foundation in respect. When people show us here that they care about doing what is right as much as we do, and they have the courage to act, it deepens and fortifies our relationships. So remember, seek to earn the rewards of respect, the things that we heard just a few moments ago. If you care, if you care about someone, act. Don't run from the conflict. Embrace it productively. Speak up to keep your friends, or you will lose them through your silence. Practice, practice, practice.